Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP for your free audiobook download. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP, as in serially obsessed podcast, for your free audiobook download. It's time for another episode of Serially Obsessed. Welcome to the show. I'm Daisy Rosario. I'm Dipti Slarawit. I'm Layla Carrillo. And we are here to talk to you about cereal, or rather, things that have happened since cereal. Cereal's uh, over, but we still continue on, and today we're going to focus on the interviews. Uh, but before we do that, just a quick reminder of why we're talking about the topics that we're talking about. I am a public radio producer, and so as I listen to Serial, and as I've watched the reaction to it, honestly, I think about what it's like to be a public radio producer, scripting, what you do in interviews, how you shape a story, all that good stuff. Uh, I was a criminal prosecutor, and that's it, man. <laughs> That's it this time. Um, yeah, and I approach uh, Serial from the lens of a media critic slash uh, general human skeptic. Uh, and I think these interviews that we're about to talk about... Hmm. Very skeptical, I'm guessing. So skeptical. Yeah. So what we're talking about are the interviews that you might have seen featured in The Intercept, which is a online news magazine-y, website-y thingy. And we're going to dive into the interviews with Jay, the mysterious Jay, and with the former prosecutor, Kevin Yurick. But before we do that, we just want to mention something that we think is super cool. Yeah, my friend Laura makes the most amazing granola and something she calls crap cookies. All by herself, and she sells them on her website, which is legallyaddictive.com. Has nothing to do with our podcast, but it but, sounds. But like it's they legal. Would be friends, yeah, yeah. Yes. She, they're so good. I just die, and so I just wanted to plug it. She's not even our sponsor. It's just so good, and the the legally addictive crack cookies are made with sea salt and chocolate and cracker and some other good stuff. And then the other one is called Wake and Bake Granola. And it's made with olive oil, agave, pistachios, and sea salt. And it's vegan. Um, mm. It's just so good. Anyways, go check out her website, legallyaddictivefoods.com. Legally actually. Addictive Foods. These sound yeah. like the exact things you should be eating while you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. And you can eat the Wake and Bake just like how Jay and Adnan probably did with something Like else. they would have back in <laughs> the day. <laughs> if you put in the offer code, actually, cereal pod. Uh, she said she'd give 10% discount off of orders of $23.99 or more. So check it Ooh. out. Legallyaddictivefoods.com. It's the most delicious thing in the world. Cool. And that that uh, little keyword there is going to be cereal pod to get that discount. And that's so awesome of her to offer that. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks. Yeah, cool. Everybody should right. be eating that. That sounds delicious. These interviews. Um, these interviews. Yeah, these interviews. I mean, can we just, uh, before we really get into the, the like dirt of the interviews themselves, you remember, like, when you saw that these interviews had come out? Like, just the moment of realization. I had, like, a serial were... orgasm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So I had an orgasm I... that went on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds lucky. That sounds amazing. <laughs> very lucky That's thing. right. I, I feel like they came out, it came, they came out <clears throat> in December, right? Yeah. Um, December, after it was all done. Yeah. After it was all done. It was, like, December 30th, so it's around the holidays. Interesting time. Interesting time. Yeah. Because it was, like, a little gift. Yeah. A little a teeny little a, gift. It was, little Christmas gift. It was so exciting. I mean, it could have even said nothing, and I was just like, yeah, give me more. Yeah. Yeah. I know, because we knew we'd be jonesing. We knew that we would be jonesing. Right. Yeah. 
And there it was. And there it was. This... And then we were all collectively, I think, like, what the hell is the intercept? Well, yeah. And that's like a whole thing. I mean, the intercept, ugh, I'm, I don't even know what to say. It's weird. It's like, it was kind of like, what is this? And it was an interesting place for it to pop up. And, you know, I mean, because the thing is, you know, especially with the way social media works, if your friends are listening to Serial, if you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, what you're noticing is either the pic- the big picture of Jay that was going with the links yeah. that you would see on Facebook right. or somebody saying like, Jay's finally spoken on Twitter or something simple like that. So you don't even know what you're like, what place you're actually clicking to. Yeah. And then you're like, what is this? You want yeah. it to be time.com or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, Newsweek. I wasn't even expecting like time or, or Newsweek. Or the Daily Beast. I, I was Yeah, but I was expecting like a HuffPo or, or a Daily Vulture. Beast or Vulture maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't. I hadn't heard of The Intercept the until... Nor I think yeah, anyone. Um, until these interviews. Well, The Intercept, for me, the only thing I had known about it was the Glenn Greenwald connection. That this is what he's working on, the, the Snowden post Snowden that this is like the oh, oh really? attached to so I was like what I do not know <laughs> like, so many weird things happening yeah. um, but they came out we're gonna start by talking about them in order a bit so the J ones came out first so we'll kind of start there right guys we finally hear from Jay yeah yeah first of all Layla who do you think he looks like oh I think he kind of looks like um Jaleel White yeah TV's oh, Urkel. He totally does. A little bit. I mean, I think it's the grown eyes. Grown up Urkel. Like a grown up Urkel. Yeah. Right. Like not. Like he's handsome. I mean, Urkel grown up is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it. I think it's his eyes. I think there's something about his eyes that screamed to me, Jaleel White. Jaleel White's eyes, like they're ingrained in your head. No, because I think Jaleel White has very specific yeah, looking eyes. And he would play Stefan, and he would. Would... <laughs> 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 they would just take his glasses off. Right. Like man, he's got tired eyes under his those eyes glasses. are very tired. Got tired Thank you. eyes. Yeah, they're a little. They're I would a little call those buggy. Dairy cow eyes. Oh, dairy oh, cow eyes are like big cow. hopeful eyes. Yeah. I think though. Yeah, his he eyes had like are the tired very... eyes of a man who's been harassed via the internet. Oh God. Mm-hmm. And Ugh. in real life. Ugh. So now, right? Yeah. Well, let's just get into it. Here's the thing. <laughs> this whole Jay interview. Oh, like first of all, nothing in this interview was revealed to me that I didn't already sort of have stamped on my J file. Except for grandma. The right, the grandma thing. But like just the fact that he uses his grandmother as a scapegoat for all of this other stuff that is just like it's still so like none of this is really cement like everything is so nebulous with this guy. Mm feel like the only big concrete piece of information we get is that he went to Warp Tour. And I'm, for one, am curious to know. Yeah, we found out a little music about him. He likes the Warp Tour. Right, he goes to Warp Tour, or he's been to Warp Tour, and he also likes Wu-Tang. So, he rode BMX Freestyle. He got called an Oreo. I am familiar with that. I was really into those details. Yeah. Um, I think, so he listened to, like, bad white music. I mean, this is, I'm assuming if this was like Warp Tour 99, that's, do you think he went after the murder? <laughs> Later. <laughs> just to like blow up steam. He's like, listen, <laughs> that was really just harsh. Just in that pit, just pushed it out. Right, just knock it out that way. Like this guy showed up to my house with a body in the trunk. Yeah, I gotta go to the Warp Tour. I gotta tour. blow up steam. <laughs> Go to the Warp Tour. I bet he went in like 97, 98. 
For sure, like that whole... Who's on the warp Tour? Oh, I looked up, I wikied the The specific lineup. 99 lineup? Yeah, the, the oh. I guess they have like the lineups per year. Is it like System of a Down? Um, no, it was like, uh, uh, <clears throat> I will, I will look it up. You guys continue and then we'll um, <laughs> round back to it. I, uh, I don't know why, but my immediate reaction was, I cannot believe this is three parts that immediately makes me think this is just such garbage. It, it's yeah. sensationalist. It's like it, totally. it took away all credibility that it was in three parts. Yeah. If I it was just mean. one long one, I would have been like, okay. Hmm. Right. Yeah. They're like they're going I, for maximum traffic. Right. They're doing yeah. like, it makes sense clickbait for sure. Yeah. And so, I clicked for sure, but it just it made me read it with uh so much skepticism. Well yeah, but it's also because he like I felt like some of the questions were a little weird. In so what weird. way? Um Maybe in that they were, okay, so for example, like at one point he's like, I don't want to speculate as to why he did what he did. And then. And then he speculates. And then, right. Well, because Natasha asks, she's like, hey, so why do you think he did it? And he's like, oh, a multitude of reasons. I think that Adnan (laughs) felt like a loser. And also. And everyone else started saying he was a loser. Right. And everyone else started saying things. And hey, was now dating this like fabulous guy. And like, that's probably why he choked her to death. It was like. I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. I know. I Correct. Uh, is it weird that I felt more icky about the interviews than Serial? No. I oh, 100% I think feel that is that. the exact reaction you should have <laughs> to think, these interviews. I, I would be hard-pressed to say that anyone who read these Jay interviews... Left like being that. like, oh, oh hey, interesting. Jay is like a right. fantastic and fabulous person. Here's the other thing, because... One of the other things that really upset me, and I think this was like in part two or part three, where he was like, oh, these Redditors are coming to my door and like just being creepy people, Mm -hmm. which I don't condone. Redditors don't do that. That's really weird. Don't go to someone's house. No. But then he like gives full on details of what his wife does for a living and like all this other stuff. Well, he's not media trained. To He's be fair, certainly not. I think media that's trained. a thing that people don't always realize how easy it is to figure out certain things. You know what I mean? Like, oh, in, sure. like in the interview, he says that, like, you know, Sarah mentioned to him, like, oh, it wasn't that hard to, hard find, to find you. you. And it's like it might not be that terribly hard for the average person. A lot of journalists are also going to have access to a couple of extra bonus things, like LexisNexis, that would be able right. to find somebody easier. I mean, I can look up all kinds of stuff on LexisNexis that unless somebody wants to really be paying quite a bit of money, not as easy for them to access. So it's not crazy, but then it's also like, yeah, like he does not, I think, understands like right. how well, it works you know to what? find somebody like that. I kind of disagree that he's not, quote, media trained, because who isn't? I mean, he's thir- he's in his 30s. He knows how the internet how works. How are you? No, but I don't mean internet. I mean like media trained. Like somebody who knows exactly how to watch what they're saying and be thoughtful as they're saying it yeah. to self-edit as they go along. He wouldn't yeah. talk to Sarah Koenig. Clearly he was like being No, like, but I think no. the difference, I, I, I don't I think he was being strategic. I think what happened was Sarah showed up to his house. He didn't understand the magnitude that this that this podcast was to become. And then... Which, he, to be fair, probably nobody did. And nobody did, right? Because, right. I mean, she's... surpassed this American life. Absolutely. I mean... 
you can even tell that when Sarah goes to his house, she doesn't even mention Serial as a podcast because that's just not a thing that's going to register in anybody's mind. She uses NPR, This American Life, like things that are foundational that maybe Jay would have, either he's been exposed to it or at least he's like heard of it in passing. Right. So I think that ultimately, you know, the podcast gets the traction that it gets and all of a sudden he's like, Oh, oh, and probably because his wife also incessantly Googles his name for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> well, I don't blame her for Always doing be that. Googling yourself. Uh-huh. Self-Google, guys. A-B-G. A-B-G. Always be Googling. Um, yeah, that I think afterwards he was like, well, I want to I wanna get on this train because I well, didn't get to talk the first time. And well, so and now I'm just going to insert part of the problem in terms my... of like doing interviews and things like that is that if you don't take part in it, you have no control over what comes out. Not that you have control, but like at least you put something out there. And then if you come at it after the fact, it's always going to feel after the fact. Right. But so it's a weird spot to be in. She gave him a chance. She emailed him and said, I'll do another episode. And in Sarah Koenig's corner, she did use tape of him. She didn't say... She didn't say anything uh, completely out of turn about him. He's just like, how dare you disparage me, demonize me, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jay, you demonized yourself. Right. You were a criminal. I mean, at the end of the day, he does that himself in these interviews. You pled guilty to being a part of a murder. Right. As an accessory after the fact. Like, what do you expect? That's going to go away forever? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I know it sucks, but... It, He's acting as if, like, that was... First of all, she did not demonize him and give out information on him. And he's convinced that she's a liar and all these things. And it's like... I think he also suffers from the fact that he is just not... At least audio-wise, he doesn't come off as charismatic as Adnan does. Right. That's like I thought he came off good at the trial. I think he comes off good at the trial, but I mean, you yourself has talked about so how much you would be coaching somebody before yeah, something like that, and it's also like we're always hearing him in response to Goots. It's like, yeah, oh, everybody yeah. sounds right. amazing right. after that. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. Like, you also don't. I mean, you're only hearing Jay's voice at the trial. You're not getting a sense of who he is as a person, really. Right. Except through third party people. Right. In that one episode where they're like, oh, he's like Dennis Rodman. But that doesn't, that kind of paints a picture, but that he's doesn't like tell us. He's like Dennis Rodman. He got called Oreo, Oreo. as he talks about. Um, I really like the part where he's describing his family. And he's like, my family are normal, regular people. They've never been stabbed. And I was like, does that mean you're going to try to stab them? <laughs> I thought that was so weird that he said they've never been they've stabbed. They've never been stabbed. Not like, not like they've never it. killed someone or they've never gotten into a fight, but a very specific never been stabbed. Never been of a stabbing. What is that? Back to the only one of the few things they were able to tell us about him, which was like that one guy relaying that instance outside of his about house. About stabbing. Like, so yeah, I've never been stabbed. I've never been stabbed. That was so weird, Jay. Yeah. And then he also mentions that whole thing of like, well, Adnan never came to me and asked like, what kind of uh, gauge of a gun I should use or how long I need to... Hold someone, hold someone down, down to so that they drown. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, like, and maybe yeah. this goes back to 
what Daisy was saying before is like this guy just has no concept of like what this is going to come what off as. This is it's going to come off as. And maybe it sort of plays into a lot of in that in the J episode of Serial um a lot of his friends sort of bring up the fact that he does exaggerate and say right. that like that he's not necessarily a liar but if ah, he's yeah. sort of on a Kathy level, not her real name Kathy. <laughs> um of expressing himself. And so I almost wonder if a lot of that is also this, you know? You know what else I uh, I enjoyed reading? He's like, I mean, we weren't that close. It's not like, you know, like they'd all, the Magnet kids would go bowling and invite me. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, they must bowling? have gone bowling and not invited you. Yeah. Very specifically. That happened once. He wasn't invited to bowling once. Once. I mean, basically anything he says, I'm just going to pick on. Like, sure. It's also hard because it's like, we are reading these interviews versus having listened to the show. And I think your point, Layla, about, you know, Adnan coming off as so charismatic is like, mm-hmm. it's a good point. We've listened to 12 episodes of a show that has had a narrative arc that has like taken us to certain directions. And now, you know, Jay is trying to counter some of the things that came up. Having only himself, he said he hadn't listened to the show, but his wife reads the transcript. So it's like, okay, so he'll know stuff, but he won't maybe know how slowly it was said, or right. the pace, or the music, and all of those things affect how we yeah. feel about them when we point. hear it. And then we're all coming back to this interview and we're reading it, and it's like we're reading it. Like it's weird. Like it feels. It feels weird. Weird. It's a weird medium to yeah. like have countered with. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I also laughed when um, when she asked when was the first time you hung out with Adnan. Oh yeah. And it was Stephanie said, Adnan is pretty cool, plus he wants to buy some weed. I said, isn't he a paramedic? And she said, nah, he's cool. Yeah, paramedics um, are so usually not cool. Now I want to meet Whoa. a sweet, cool Just paramedic. <laughs> I bet there's some cool paramedics. I've only known two paramedics, and they were exceedingly cool guys. Yeah, I bet they're super cool. Super cool dudes. Yeah. I want to meet a cool paramedic. Tweet at me. <laughs> Tweet at me. <laughs> you just gotta be careful what you wish for, because it could be that you like get hit by a car, and then you're like, oh, I've got, I met like the coolest paramedic, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to meet that way. He saved my life. It's like the movie Sliding Doors. I just think paramedics can be good people. Yeah. That, <laughs> I hope so. I hope that the general consensus is that paramedics are good are cool people. people. I don't know how doctors are good people. No, so. that's not true. But they don't rush in. They make appointments and like wait for stuff. Paramedics are like, what's yeah. the problem? I'm there. Right. Yeah. I gotta do this. And that also, that line also made me wonder if Jay was the first one to smoke Adnan out ever. Oh, it, it sounds certainly like seemed it. Like it, it seems like he was like the gateway a little yeah. bit, right? Because he said that Adnan was just really quiet and weird. It's like, yeah, that's what happens when you smoke pot, especially for the first time. Right. right. Which honestly does, like that for me, me, make it a little, make sense then if that is like the only person in Adnan's life that he can think of that's like got like a dark thing about him mm-hmm. that he's like uh, I'm going to go to this guy like right. even if he doesn't know him as well and like they weren't you know as close yeah um but just so, because you know. they're not close I mean oh you guys I'm sorry I'll never get off of this but the the car the goddamn car and the cell phone I will never understand I don't I don't comprehend how someone that you're not really friends with for real and you would just you know, be like Here's my car keys and my brand new cell phone. Some people emailed us that they did not think that was weird. I know. I yeah, because I read those too, and I just well in the interview too it says that that Jay said that he was like I have to get something for Stephanie. So if Adnan is to be believed in the episodes Mm -hmm. of Serial that we heard, he was like 
really worried that Jay wouldn't have gotten something for Stephanie. Right. So he'd been like, oh, go get something for Stephanie. Take my car. Yeah. Go go do that. Yeah, I still... I yeah, know. you know, and he, he said that he just didn't know anything about Hay and Adnan's relationship, really. And I just think that was just... It was such a lie. Then why do you have his car and cell phone? Like, you talk more than that. He's like, I didn't know anything about them. Well, I knew that some things. And it was just... I just feel like if you're giving right. someone your car and your cell phone, you have more intimate conversations than nothing. Maybe not, though. The connection was just weird. Yeah, I just, right. I I think my main disconnect is just the turning over of large personal objects to someone that you're not really close with. Well, you, you want to know why that's so weird? Because it didn't happen. Because Adnan was with him, and they were doing a drug deal, and it went bad. And either Adnan, <laughs> this killed is Hay. a theory. Or, no, honestly, if Adnan did not kill Hay, then a drug dealer killed him, and they were driving to all these drug strips, and a drug deal went bad. They're on someone's turf or something like that, and they killed Hay, and that's why Adnan and Jay cannot come up with a story. But they said you're gonna cover this up. So that's why they're like, uh, anyways, I know I'm going on a tangent, but that, that is story sounds totally what I believe. So crazy to me. Not to me. Thing, I think it's the most believable one. To of me, all. it's not believable at all, but in part because it doesn't factor in what we do know to be true of Hayes' schedule, which is like she didn't have time to be going around they with could them have snatched doing much. Her. A bunch of drug dealers came and snatched Hay. Yeah. I say this as the person in the room whose mother was actually shot over being somebody being owed drugs. That doesn't make any sense to me. That they would, like, just go and grab her. That they would go to... Because they would have to, like, go to the school or something to just grab her. Well, I think that Unless she did. was there with them. Right. I but, mean, like, yeah. nothing about... Anything about her own schedule they were, makes They were driving possible. around all day. The guys were driving around all day. Yeah. They was in school. But they... I feel like they might have known that. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if not, if not, then Adnan did it. Right, that's what I, I think Adnan did. <laughs> we all we all agreed to that. Um, yeah, I just this. Uh. Oh, also she she might have been killed later. You know, it, it's not like we all know she wasn't killed at two thirty six. No, and I'm not so, hanging by two thirty six. But I mean, I I still think that 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 they come up with that time, that exact time. That exact time thing is I don't understand how they come to that. Like, how did they reverse engineer 236? Just from the records. Yeah, they were trying to tie it to a phone call, remember? Right, right. They were saying one of the phone calls was the come get me phone call. Yeah. And since they found the body six weeks later, they couldn't... Oh, so let's talk about the car for a second now that we brought it up. Okay. Because the car thing is also very odd to me. And this isn't like the gifting of the car, but the fact that he's not aware of what Hayes' car looks like, Mm -hmm. but then he is very aware that it's Hayes' car when the car shows up in front of his grandmother's house with the body inside. Well, but Adnan was in the car. Like he knows what Adnan's car looks like, so I was fact I was assuming that that was just like, yeah, that's not he too was crazy just to figuring me. out like well, oh that I'm, he's like he knows piecing it together car. right yeah yeah all right because it would be that. weird for him for Adnan to show up in another third party's car like to not be in his car right. or Hayes' car yeah I think it was for me just the idea that like as he's as he's answering these questions in the interview he's like I didn't know what her car looked like I would have no idea what it would look like and then later on. When the car is at his right. grandmother's house, he's like, 
I know exactly whose car this is, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to mention that I immediately circled early in the Jay interviews where Jay talks about the culture of Baltimore and how it reminded me of the book Homicide. <laughs> oh, Drink. Uh, and the fact that I'm still working my way through the wire. And that makes total sense that that's where the stop, stop stitching video comes from. Yeah, that makes sense like, to me. I didn't know that it was that produced. Book is basically like people will do anything before they talk to the cops. I had no way. idea that it was produced in Baltimore, but it totally makes sense yeah, to me. Yeah, right? Really quick, Layla. Um, sorry, Daisy. Um, Carla emailed us. Okay. And she said, which homicide book? The one that's a year with the cops or the human behavior one? Ah, homicide a year with the uh, a year with the homicide uh, detectives of Baltimore. So it's the David Simon book. It's really great. You should read it. <laughs> there you go, um, Carla. But go Carla, that is the book that I mean. It's so good. Um, I have also read, I've also, maybe, maybe confusion might have come from the fact that I've also read books about serial killers, and we talked about some of that stuff on the show, but yeah, what the, the homicide book itself I'm referring to is called Homicide, A Year on the Killing Streets, and that's the David that's Simon a, book yeah, from David Simon. Uh, the late 80s. It was so Hey, Serially Obsessed listeners, just a quick interjection to mention our sponsor. Just so you know, we are sponsored by Audible, and they're great, actually. They're something I'm a huge fan of before we even started doing this podcast. I love to listen to people talk. <laughs> and while there are a lot of great podcasts out there, sometimes somebody just reading you an amazing story, whether it's a true story or not, is just the absolute way to go. So if you're not familiar, Audible is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, info, and educational stuff as well. Their stuff is downloadable. You can play it back probably the same way you're doing right now like you might be streaming on your computer or you could play it on your iPad or iPod or your phone whatever um, they have over 100,000 hours of audio programs they also have over 150,000 titles to choose from every genre they've got it covered so you can get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial today and you want to do this because this is a special offer there's a link specifically for our show for Serially Obsessed so check it out you go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP, as in Serially Obsessed Podcast, which is who we are. So do that. This offer is only good to those in the U.S. and Canada, but you can get your free audiobook today, and we definitely recommend it. If you're not sure what to check out, may I recommend another true crime book that I love, which is Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. It's such an interesting tale about like a neighborhood and community in the South and Savannah, and it's fascinating and all these amazing characters. So a lot of the stuff that you probably find interesting about serial, kind of this this place and time, you're going to find that in Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil as well. So that's a book originally written by John Barrent. You can listen to the audio story. They've got a great person reading it. It's like the accent is amazing. I've listened to it. I love it. So hopefully you'll check that out one last time. That is audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP as in Serially Obsessed Podcast to get your free audio book today. Now let's get back to the chatting. You know, by the second interview, I kind of, I feel like the, even though this was probably all done in one shot, I, I, I stopped hating Natasha so much. I don't know why. I just, I, my initial reaction was to hate her, but I was just hating on her. Oh, that's interesting. But I got a little more respect for her in by the time I read the second interview. Because I was just so dismayed by the first one. I thought it was I honestly so couldn't cheap. delineate between all of them. And I mean, they purposely end each one with, a with what becomes the first like two yeah. questions of the next one. But mm -hmm. what was it specifically in the second one that made you feel that way? Um, I just thought that the questions were more specific, maybe. I mean, 
she, I mean, she went from basic stuff like, how do you know Adnan? Mm-hmm. What's her relationship? So I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that it was just very specific. Um, and I loved, I was very excited that she asked straight up, what's up with Adnan calling you pathetic? Because you know I'm obsessed with that. Right? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, But oh, his answer was right. so dumb. He just said, oh, pff, that wouldn't be able to get the better of me. But he goes, uh, I think he mouths something to me. But no, 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 no. Nothing like that would be able to get the better of me. And that doesn't really answer. It doesn't answer the, the question, question at all. And so, I would believe that he just like didn't know what Adnan said. Just know that Adnan said to say something to him. But that he, depending on where he was walking from, wouldn't have necessarily heard it as well as some other people would have heard it. That's possible. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. But that's not what he says. That's not his answer. I'm just saying like the first part of the answer where he's like, oh, yeah, he kind of mouthed something. I was like, yeah, sure. And then he was like, but that would, I was like, all right, cool, dude, whatever. Stop talking yeah. now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the whole general, I don't know, there, it is weird. And it, it, it's funny that you can do these kind of interviews on this show and kind of half be complaining that it's like taking advantage of certain things. But like, then the tone of these interviews still comes off so jarringly that way as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a bizarre and thing. You want to know something? This was clearly, clearly like, uh, Jay's case. Like, um, Jay's innocence or whatever, you know? Right. And they post this whole email from Sarah, and it was a great email. It only made Sarah look good and thorough and nice and concerned and sensitive. So... Natasha, if you're trying to do a smear job here, you're not doing a very good smear. Oh, do you think that she was trying to smear? Well, I think she just wanted this interview. I'm right. not saying well, she has also, malice. There's but... some interesting writing in the lead into both interviews. Like the preface yeah. to both interviews. Mm-hmm. And it's especially obvious in Yurik's. And we can. Yes. Oh, we'll get if there's that. anything else we want to talk about with Jay, we could do that first. But like, yeah, that intro is like, what? That was intense. Right. But, um. It, I do agree that. After the, everything was over and reading these interviews and stuff, especially the Yurik one, um, we'll get into the specifics of that in a bit, but I do think that Serial was like the defense, like the public defender's case, you know, like the, the it was, it was the defense, it was uh, the defense's case. It was very biased. I think it's hard though, because like you were just saying, Sarah's emails make a good point. It is hard when somebody that would have the other side, the main people involved in that won't talk to you. That's, mm-hmm. It's just very right. hard. What do you do with that? And that is nine times that, you know, you're a journalist, you're trying to get somebody to talk to. The thing you're telling them is like, the story is happening anyway. I can only go with what I have if you don't comment. All I can mm-hmm. do is acknowledge right. that you didn't comment, but I have no idea of your perspective. Right. And I have to go with the facts in front of me. Right. And so it's like, you know, it's just weird. I mean, it yeah. kind of reminds me of the trial. It's like, Layla, you've always been like, oh, he didn't... It's weird that he doesn't go testify. And it's like, all right, well, Jay, you didn't testify. talk to her. And yeah. she in even quotes. says in the email, like, oh, she really got that you were, like, human in person. But she'd been working on this so long and you're not talking to her. Like, I'm not saying that everyone should have to, you know, talk. I, I'm a journalist. I honestly completely understand why people don't talk to me for various reasons, for right. various stories. But at the same time, it is, like, if the story's happening anyway, you've got to think about what... If you ever find yourself in this position, listeners, if the story's oh, happening no. anyway, like mm-hmm. you've got to think about, you know, yeah, what can go in because they might not be going into it 
with a bias, but they are working with what they have. And that is going to just inform what you do. Right. You know? And it looks weirder at some point when you don't talk because it just makes people suspicious. Yeah. I also think that for what it's Mm -hmm. worth, going back to what I said before, I like, I don't, I think that he probably didn't think to speak to Sarah because he was like, well, this is just going to be. Right. He's trying to put it behind him. Right. Right. Like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. That's true. But I also don't think, I'm going to assume that Jay didn't realize the magnitude and the popularity that this podcast. I don't think Sarah Koenig realized no, that. No, nobody, no, nobody knew that. I mean, it, like the it's like the most downloaded thing of all time. Five million per episode. That's insane. Yeah, there yeah. are TV shows that wish that they got yeah. that amount of people taking a chance. Right. On. You know, like so. This is where he talks a lot about um, in the second one. It's where he talks a lot about Sarah, also just demonizing him mm-hmm. and. I just want to say again, like, what do you expect? You admitted that you buried a body. Uh, you demonized yourself. He's, like, acting like a victim. And yeah. he buried a body. And you want to know something, But he also though? got spit in the face by his girlfriend's mom. So it's he's so, already... Oh, poor he's boy. He's already been demonized. <laughs> yes. He's already gone through the ringer. How dare Sarah also demonize him on a national podcast yeah i mean he's already faced his demons he's already spark. faced all everything that he's needed to i think so um uh that's a jk he does say at one point right exactly <laughs> he does say at one point and i liked this was that not all here not all your humanity is gone when you do something wrong criminals are criminals and they do fucked up shit but that doesn't mean they don't still have some sort of moral compass i and that's I, true I do. you know what i was thinking about during that there's Omar from The Wire? No, but now I'll think it's about it. Moral Compass. Okay. Um, he... Okay, so there's two different types of crimes. We were just talking about this recently, JT. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just crimes where you just hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you're dealing drugs or doing drugs, whatever. And then there's, like, the crimes of moral turpitude. And the drug dealing, even though, yes, he was a criminal, I don't believe that he was the the moral turpitude, wrong kind of criminal. Like, mm. he wasn't killing people, you know? Like, you can say it's immoral to deal drugs, I guess, but that's different from assaulting someone. So the fact that he's a criminal... Because I was thinking, he's a criminal. Clearly, he's a liar. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're a liar. If you kill people, maybe, but... Yeah. It's just, it doesn't show that... Or you could be a liar and never kill anybody. You could just crush other people's spirits. You could. Mm-hmm. Which is also a crime. It's also a crime. I, I just, An emotional I crime. My point, which is, I'm having a hard time making it, clearly. But, I, I don't know. He's, he's not, nec- he wasn't necessarily a totally bad dude just because he dealt drugs. Right. And he, I, mean, I feel, was caught in this bind of having to help bury a body. We'll never know. Yeah. But I do, kind of going back to what you said before, I do think that in this interview, especially in, I think, part three, he really does make him out. Like, he's such a martyr. Like, poor Jay. Like, yeah. it's also, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, like that part is a little bed. bit of a denial of the fact. Like, I get the fact that he's, like, you know... These are things I did, not stuff that my, you know, wife and kids did. It's like, totally. I get that. I Your get kids that. should not at all have to, no. like, fear for going to school. Your wife should not have to be worried about that. Right. These things are people true. People are nuts. I cannot believe that people would threaten. Like, why do you care if 
Jay was involved somehow. Like, you live in California. People Who are take it you? up on themselves. People get, like, you know, hot and bothered or feel like Ugh. they're really involved. And that, to me, is one of the things that can be scary about the internet in general. I think those things are true. But yeah. to me, that is, you know, not to say that he's, like, wrong for not talking to her. But that is one of the things you have to consider. It's, like, if in that moment... Yes, because attention was drawn anyway, and it was drawn in a way that you didn't want and that you had almost no say in. But to just, you know, try to put it behind you in a way is also like, well, you've, like, you've done this thing that, like, yes, you were on probation and you did what you had to do, but, like, certain things in your life might come back, and this is one of mm -hmm. those. Yeah. And it could have been better. Could have been. We, we don't know. Because yeah, we don't we'll know never what the know. product with interviews with him would have been. But... I don't know. I mean, having listened to Serial as it went, having read this, and having actually also been someone who always did think that Adnan was guilty, so never really... Like, I always thought, like, man, Jay's inconsistencies are crazy, but I never really thought that Adnan didn't do it. So it's not like I was ever like, right. oh, you know what, it's probably really Jay or something. Yeah. I was never in that camp. But even then, I'm like, dude, you gotta... There's a difference between being like, I'm trying to put something behind me and just kind of trying to, like, own it and really deal with it in the moment as it comes versus yeah. sweeping it under the rug. Right, and by right, not right. talking to her, what he kind of did was try to sweep it under the rug yeah. and he just came back and bit them in a different way. Yeah, and when he does speak about it, he just, he totally puts his foot in his mouth yeah. a lot of the times. And it's kind of, yeah. I mean, he also talks about, like, the idea that he may have lost, may have lost his job as the result of all of this mm -hmm. and, like, I don't know. I mean, again, I think it's possible. I think it's, yeah, possible. it's possible. I think it's possible. Sure. I was like, yeah, that does suck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that regard, yeah. I mean, it's almost like it's kind of, it's kind of a weird situation that he's in because he's damned if he does and he's damned if he doesn't. Exactly. You know. But you know what? He has freedom. So whatever. That's a very good point. Not That's a very jail. good point. He is not sitting in jail. Yeah. Um, you know, like. I, again, I really wanted to hate this reporter or this whatever the interviewer, the journalist. But um, journalist. she did ask some good questions, even though I thought she was totally like kowtowing to him sometimes. Like it was so obvious. Like she's like, a lot of people are asking this, so I'm gonna ask you. Is that cool? Is that good? Are we okay? Mm hmm. Okay, great. Here it, you know. And I was mm -hmm. just like, it just it just made it less legit. Also, and like more I mean, rehearsed to me. I don't judge that at all as somebody who has to ask questions because you are. This to me is again kind of the limitation of reading this is because if I'm in an interview and I start talking like that, it probably means that something about their physical demeanor has made me feel like I need to like justify why and cushion get into why I'm getting into this topic. Mm -hmm. A topic that we probably already knew we were gonna talk mm -hmm. about in some way. But, like, something about this person is tensing up and that's right. me reacting. And to also, let me prep you for this question. Yeah, and okay. also to get him, yeah, comfortable yeah, and okay. Exactly. And I, I get that. It was just, like, so clear. I did like that she asked, so what did you get stuff? And he said, a bracelet or maybe a necklace. And that's when I was oh, like, oh, she's Stephanie. Fun. I didn't, I, I thought yeah. you said, what did you get stuff? And then it was like, oh, oh no, I think, was that the last question? Yeah. Oh, no, it was. No. Was it the last? Yeah, it was the last question. You remember it, it came in a box and cost 70 to $80? Yeah. That's like, yeah. Oh, one And thing. I wonder if she just like, maybe she just asked that to just sort of end on a note of levity or something. Maybe. Yeah. Um, um, I want to yeah. talk about one thing really quick yeah. in that third one where um, she asks him about, you know, the stepping out and stuff. And oh, he yeah. said, well, he said that Adnan said, you know, I can be alone with her because we're friends. And Jay took that as... 
he was gonna kill her? No, that just means that Adnan was gonna get with his girl. Didn't mean that he was gonna kill her. I did not read that as a threat. I have such an opposite reading of what you're talking about right you now. You thought it meant that you think? No, I mean I think it makes that, total sense that that's if if, if that, Adnan is really a guy who showed up at his house and was like with a hey, dead body, then it makes total sense because sure Jay doesn't even go to that school anymore. Like he like. There's plenty of time that Adnan and Stephanie are together when he's not around. So why would he be that concerned about Adnan hitting on her at a random time? Like, why would that comment mean that to him? Especially, yeah. I mean, I think more than anything else, we don't know when the comment was said. We uh, do. We. I feel like he kind of. I have so many pages in front of me. Yeah, I I think he kind of does sort of bring it up because I think the threats happen after the murder. The yeah, threats happen after, after the murder. The murder yeah. So it doesn't, it's not far-fetched that he, you know, he's like, this dude showed up at my grandmother's house with a body. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if if that same person is like, hey, I'm going to be around your girlfriend for a yeah. while to watch it. It just would be a weird way my to thing imply is not he was like, going to hit on her. Yeah, my like, thing is not like, okay, okay put your dick inside her. It's you're going to stab her or also choke her. You make good points. Um, um, you know, I'm sorry, Rabia, but her response to... Oh, her tweets? Were not very... What uh, were they? They're not, they were not very strong to me. They were... Oh, yeah, more lies. Just see this guy's more lies. Like, yeah, that's, don't... Okay, Miss Obvious... Oh, man. I don't mean to pick on Ravia. She's a wonderful woman. But, like, seriously, I was like, you can't come up with a better one than that. Like, we all know Jay lies. Like, that kind of makes you sound like you're not having as much evidence anymore. I don't know. I just thought it was weak. Yeah, I, I remember reading the tweets a little bit and just thinking to myself, Mm. Yeah, yeah, like mm. oh, she wasn't you doing. Just, like you should have yes. just not. Just, just stop. She just wasn't don't helping, like a, right? Because also, like this interview to me, reading the interview is damn, damning yeah. on all, all its own. Yeah, like I don't. She didn't need, need to say somebody anything. else right. being like, "Hey, did this you guy see he was lying?" Right, like this guy is totally fucking it up. It's like we all know. We all oh. know he's fucking it up. Another thing that she said was. Yeah. Um, she said, you know, I think she was overall, she, she doesn't hate Sarah Koenig or anything, but she's like, you know, SK didn't mention that Adnan had written Sarah a letter saying that he loved Hay and that he'd never kill her. And Sarah didn't mention that on the podcast. It's like, like, Sarah doesn't mention a lot of things on the podcast. But also, like, what is Adnan going to say otherwise? <laughs> like, is that really, like, the I... guy in prison said, I didn't kill someone? Right. That's like, more meaningful whoa. than when he said on the phone that he loved her and he wouldn't have killed her. <laughs> he wrote it in a letter. He wrote it in a letter. <laughs> to Sarah Koenig. A guy who has a Sarah. lot of free time to yeah. do things like write letters, wrote her a letter that said... I the loved same her. thing he said on the phone. <laughs> right. Why didn't that make it in? I That's don't know. So weird. And another thing, Rabia, you shouldn't have said, I thought that Sarah Koenig was too easy on Goots. She was not easy on Goots at mm-hmm. all. No. Goots so, was hardest on Goots. I know Goots this is, was hardest on Goots. Oh, Goots, was Goots. A, Goots demonized speed. Goots as well, yeah. just like Jay demonized himself. Oh, man. But I, uh... I know that Robbie is trying her best and everything, but she needs to kind of like I think she just stop needs to, talking sometimes yeah. because it's already there. Yeah. You know, like sometimes defense doesn't even put on a case right. in trials because 
it's just clear that the prosecution didn't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. So why are they going to say anything? Yeah, like, we're right. good. <laughs> we're, we're just going to backseat this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yeah, Bobby, you just let it, let it go. Yeah. Yeah, it's I not mean, looking good. And I and I do understand that maybe her point was to tweet in order to get more exposure for um, whatever the uh, the campaign is that oh, they're trying right. to get more money for. Oh, um, for well, you fund. could pick your tweets. But I feel yeah, like yeah. you could do it in another way. Because there's interest. It's not that there there's is interest. interest. Right. Just... Yeah. It just there was something about it that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, almost as if it was like a really weird Schadenfreude kind of a thing. I think. It's like some last-ditch effort when you're drowning. I think it's just what happens when you're, like, really close to something. Yeah. And I, yeah, and, and I think that's... tunnel vision on it. Right. And it's right. personal to them. Oh, and absolutely. what can you do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, are we ready to talk about... Oh, yeah. Oh, computer? yeah. Because yeah. I want to start by talking yeah. about the lead-in to the actual interview with Kevin Yes. Yeah. Which is, I'm assuming... It, the byline is both Natasha Vargas Cooper and Kel, Ken Silverstein... I don't know if they wrote this part together or how this intro worked, but I thought this intro, there's a basically almost an article in and of itself before yes. the interview even begins. It was its own um, uh, story. And its they own basically are like, we hate cereal. Yes. They don't know how to do journalism and then proceed uh-huh. to do all uh-huh. the same things that they said that they felt were not right in the in cereal. It was yeah. so, so weird. weird. Here's a good example. York didn't have new facts to tell us, just as Serial didn't uncover any new evidence. Okay, cool. So Serial didn't have anything new, and you don't have anything new, but you're going right. to criticize them for not having anything new? Like, what is this? Right. It was really it's weird. One of the most strangely written, I think, things, like tone-wise. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. It was the tone. The tone. But you know what? Some of the things I did agree with. Like, they say, Serial portrayed the case as a combination of overzealous prosecution and incompetent defense counsel. This viewpoint infused the entire podcast. And I'll agree with that. It is true. I do think that the viewpoint infuses the entire podcast. Yeah, but, it's but just that's, like, but this the is way like, they talk about the rest of it is like, cool, just the same way that you guys think right. that Serial is a, not a good show and was not well done, which is going to infuse all of the interviews that you did. Like, yeah. right. nothing that they're saying is something that couldn't also like, be said about them. This was written to shit on Serial, and it's like, just was, some of it was just Captain Obvious. Like, the Serial so series largely mirrored the defense position. Petition. Like, yeah, it did. And then they were like, you know, oh, then they said, um, so Koenig dismissed the decision of the 12 jurors who heard the case, and even though she found nothing that would exonerate Syed, she shifted the burden of proof back onto the state. So? Called, like, an interesting Dateline episode or whatever. The reality, here's another quote, the reality is that Serial only worked if it could demonstrate that there were serious doubts about the fairness of Syed's trial and conviction. Just like your interviews can only work if you piggyback off the popularity of Serial. Right. Yeah. Everything about the Mm -hmm. way this is written is weird to me just because it's so, um, what is the word? Like, hypocritical. Yeah. It's it's written in the exact same style that they are complaining about Serial being. In the beginning, though, in the interview, they go into it of like uh, Yurik saying, "I only, I only received one." Right, because they out. say that it was underwhelming effort to speak but with like, Yurik. They didn't. They put that in the interview, like she. They say that they contact us a lot, but right. in this intro that we're having a problem yeah. with, all they say is the most troubling part of Serial is Koenig's underwhelming efforts to speak with Europe, and that it was only one time. Right, which is like they fact check other things, and yeah, I'm like, did you fact check that? And, and they knew that 
It's yeah. so it was weird. There was it was disputed whether right. or not, but they just chose to put that one part it's in the so beginning. Strange. It is like to me that is such a weird thing yeah. because it's right. like okay, even if they did not, let's say SK and the team did not make insane efforts to reach him, I also do not believe that they made one effort one time the yeah. week before it was over. That's there's no, no way. way. Yeah, there's no way that that's... they spoke to somebody else who worked on it and didn't at least attempt attempt to reach you and that was actually what I remember from seeing the reaction online in the few days that followed right after this came out was that people were like so your complaint is they didn't show up at your door like that's, yeah, that's yeah. your bar for yeah for when like you are and then Yurik right. even says well maybe she emailed me and I just didn't write back right okay yeah cool. okay yeah. so you're gonna fact check other stuff but you're gonna say that yeah. one like that is the hardest fact of all but then they did in the intro, make some good points, but it was really just the good points that Yurik had made. Right. Um, you know, they talked about the cell phone records being the key. They made a fair point about which Yurik goes into, and we'll talk about the whole collateral fact thing. They highlighted um, that criminal accomplices, by their nature, change their stories. That's also true. Um, the thing about the 80 witnesses, and then they couldn't use any of them because mm. it was known that he wasn't at them. Or that he, yeah, that he was not at the mosque. Um, those were good highlights. Those are so, it, that part yeah. is, like, interesting. The fact that they would have had all of these people who were ready to yeah. talk, and they didn't use Great them. Great point. Yeah. Great point. But, like, but, the, so there, it wasn't all total weird intro, but the other parts, I totally agree with you. They but were even just like, those parts ugh. that you're pointing out that are good parts are, like, they're still married in with this, like, weird tone. Also, the one of the last lines, which is, I guess, like, one of the last lines of the intro is, like, the justice, the justice <laughs> system in America frequently doesn't work. This is not, not one, one of those cases. cases. Oh, that's so bad. It, it was so... <laughs> that line to me was like, what is this fucking dragnet? What is going on? It's like the on? beginning of opposite law and order. It's like yes. it's yeah. sorrow law and order. It's like the justice was dun, dun. absolutely served. Like, you know <laughs> that this is not one of those cases. It was not. so dumb. Dun, 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 like, dun, it's dun. so weird. And yeah. so getting into the actual interview, yes. just... I cannot believe that Yurik's like, this was a run-of-the-mill domestic violence case. Everybody has says, experts, that detective, uh, what was his name? Mm -hmm. Like, they all said, this is the craziest case we've ever seen. Yeah. This was a perfect storm of insanity Just that a bunch of messy no stuff one at once. will never make sense of. And everyone's going to go to their graves not knowing what, what happened. exactly and happened. And for him to say... Run of the mill. This was run of the run mill, mill domestic, domestic violence. violence case. Immediately off the bat, and I was already like suspect of sure. this woman. And so I was just like, oh, this is going to be terrible. But then <laughs> it was kind of great. Like Yurik made phenomenal points. Yeah, I think so. Like, I, mean, I thought I was like. There were moments was, when I was reading the interview and I was like, oh my God. I don't know that I necessarily, it, it, yeah, I mean, I guess he's just doing his, he's doing his job to he the utmost degree, right? Where he was just to like. To the point where you were almost attracted to him in the I written was, word, I was, I was attracted to him in the written word because this guy just came <laughs> off as like so assertively aggressive. And now Layla wants a data prosecutor. Now I want a data prosecutor. <laughs> I told her I would introduce her to someone. Um, I did look up the, I did keyword search prosecutor on OKCupid, and it was um, <laughs> Slim P. 
Pickens. <laughs> I want to see what came up. There was like literally four. There was like four matches. Uh oh, that's so scary. To me. Maybe prosecutors are all on match or something, or or they don't e say that there are prosecutors online. Or they don't say that they're prosecutors online. Yeah. Okay. Keep it. Seems like more a of like a, a more of a liberal. A dude who have cats thing? and play guitars. You know where yeah. you find yes. a match. All the prosecutors are on match. match. The prosecutors are totally on match. Yeah. They, they definitely. I mean, right? They can afford it. No, they don't make a lot of money. Oh. Not necessarily. Match is not crazy expensive, but it's just like I will. They have to it? extra money to. I don't know how much it is. I don't know. But They're I know, yeah, I know us, it's... so I'm not gonna be that concerned. <laughs> but I will say, like, yeah, because when you get the OK Cupid level, it's like it's just I'm more... only mildly committed to trying to find a date, <laughs> and it's like just more a little more artsy hipstery, and those kind of people don't like people who put people in jail. Right. They like defense attorneys. One of my coworkers left all his OK Cupid emails open on her shared computer recently. Ooh. I was like, hey, buddy, did you invade his privacy? No. It did not. Oh, that's good. I, I would have been laughed at all how many over. there were, and then I was like, "Hey, buddy, maybe be careful with the logging out next time." <laughs> He's like, "No." He's like, "Oh, that's embarrassing." <laughs> I once had to edit this coworker's okay, Cupid. His his profile. His profile. He was a super annoying human being, as is. His profile was so terrible. I was Aww. just like, "You are coming off as the worst human being ever." Mm. Anyways, who cares? So, uh, <laughs> uh, first thing was talking about the cell phone records. She yes. just shut Sarah down. Yeah, yeah he kind of crushed And I'm crushed like, that. okay. I, and I, yeah. you know what? I don't know if I'm like very gullible maybe, but I was like, that makes sense to me. I it's will, different technology. The yeah. entire technology thing does make sense. It makes sense. Totally makes sense. I'm I mean, like, yeah, okay. you have to, you know, backtrack. But yeah, as a logical thing of like, if you think about like, the co how many companies there were, how many cell phone towers there would have been, the volume. It's like, yeah, they didn't have to have the part where it bounced you over to another thing to like right. make up for mm -hmm. the amount because not everybody had them yet. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that, I mean, I guess they sort of mentioned that that cell phone, that the cell phone technology, uh, technology is not the right word, but that that method of finding out information is no longer relevant, Right. That was that was his whole thing. Is that? Oh yes, yes. Well, like, wait. Oh, I thought you were talking about the police expert. Uh, no, that like that serial was like, hey, as right as of now, like this weird cell phone technology is like that's not. Right. Well, because that was a big part of like an, when that cell phone episode, they were like, well, yeah, it's by Leakin Park, but you know, it could really also cover this area. And it's like, right. well, if what we're talking about is actually the ones at the time. You would have had to be in closer proximity to that one. Yeah, like every single word that SK talked about regarding the cell phone records and any doubt she put in, he went, he just, he he went in circles over, like just around her. What's that phrase? He ran, ran circles, circles around, around her. her. Yeah, he ran circles around every single aspect of what she right, said. Right, right. Um, down to like how it's irrelevant. Um, that. Uh, what did he? Yeah, say? that it killed any alibi defense that he had that uh, that Adnan had. There was that too, right? Um, like once you understood the the yeah magnitude of the cell phone records. I think what's right. interesting about this too is that I have a caveat to that though, huge caveat. But go what's on. What's that? Um, this is all presuming that Jay's version of the story wasn't fit 
into the cell phone records. Coach. So this is presuming that it coached by wasn't. the cops over and the prosecutors over a period of time mm. after the prosecution erroneously and just like unethically mm. got him an attorney and gave him a deal. And then, you know, like presuming, I mean, it's possible that they told him this yeah. is where you were. But taking that out of the equation, right? you're killed it in this interview. And the, the collateral fact stuff I thought was so good. Daisy, you were about to say something. Well, to me, this was a good example of, you know, like Sarah Koenig does call in experts on serial throughout. But this is a good example, I think, of where, as a journalist, like you have to try to learn about many different things depending on what you're reporting on. And even then, it can be really hard because you might miss a point of view. So, like, you can get a cell phone mm. expert, and they understand how cell phones work now but if they came out of school in the last five years or something or like you know what if they're not aware of how different it was in 1999 and this person can explain tons of things to you about how cell phone technology works but you're just not asking the right question you know and that's the thing when you're not an expert on something Mm -hmm. is to also whether it's technology or culturally or whatever Mm -hmm. you don't always know what the right question is to be asking so it's like I could see how everything that we did here in Serial makes sense to them, the way they presented it, yeah. they checked with an expert, boom, 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 boom. And then it's like, no, but this. Oh. Yeah. It's, yeah. Right. It, was, it, it was a well-done story, Sarah, mm-hmm. but like, this just, I don't know. And, and but okay, so the collateral facts, it just, it, everything about Jay's inconsistencies, mm-hmm. his whole collateral facts thing really resonated with me because I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter that they were by a drug strip at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. right before lunch. It doesn't matter, like, all these little things where there were clearly lies and there's something right. else going on. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, he's like, we were at Joe's sub shop, but then you find out they were actually at the auto repair store. Sure, that can impeach someone a tiny bit, but the right. fact of the matter is, over That's the course of the whole thing, thing. Right. Yeah. if you can successfully corroborate the cell phone records with Jay, even though he may have been coached completely, but presuming he wasn't, I see why the prosecution won. Yeah. It's not insane to me. That's why I said in our last episode. Or at least that a jury would kind of come to that conclusion. Like, okay, well, yeah. Right. Like all of Absolutely. the this time frame of the cell phone calls connects with more or less everything that this guy, Jay, is saying. Yeah. The other thing we have to remember is that all of the... They spent, what, like, days with Jay on the stand trying to, like, badger yeah. him about it. And it's like... Right. We had the very well-voiced Sarah Koenig explaining to us why Jay oh. was inconsistent. That jury had... Goots explaining why <laughs> Jay was a liar. Like, who do you believe in? Yeah. What side are you on? You know what I mean? I, yeah. I need like, a very oh, calming NPR voice and not a screeching Maybe bass. that's what they left out of this intro is like, they presented it as this. And it's like, they presented it with a nice voice, which is <laughs> right. already. Right. That's a, yeah. it's a total good point. Yeah. <laughs> another thing, another good point Eric made was... Um, uh, he said, he said, we did not spend any real time trying to verify any of the statements Jay made about where he was during the day with the cell phone records because we never considered that time period relevant. Remember, there were numerous calls made over the course of that day. We had to be selective about which ones we presented to the jury or the case would have gone on forever. So Sarah picked apart 
certain calls that the prosecution just decided right. they weren't going to talk this about because they had to choose. Right. Absolutely. And I you, also you, wonder how much that expert would have been costing them in like 1999. Oh my God. So like yeah. yeah. All of these calls. Right. Woof. How much money does the state have to blow on that? Yeah. Probably zero. Although, you know what? Zero money. One thing anti-Uric, he didn't explain uh, why he was yelling at that, at, um, was it Don? Yeah, Don yeah. is the one who said it. It's always hard to remember oh. when it's Sarah relaying something versus hearing the person's voice because it makes it so much yeah. more memorable. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear Don actually. I know. Yeah, I know. Don didn't Just actually say it. Secondhand but, about yeah. Don. So when I said, well, we still don't know why he did that because I think that's a big thing. Like, why is he getting so mad? But then I'm like, wait, it is a collateral concern. Yeah. But when SK presents it, it's a huge concern. Right. And well, it makes us is, think, ooh, what happened there? They're both storytellers choosing what they need. Yeah. Right. Kevin's trying to make a case, and he's going, this is not important, this is not important, this is mm-hmm. not important. She's looking at this thing all these years later and going, well, why not this? Why not this? Why not this? And so they both just made the choices that made sense for them. Yeah. Right. For what they were doing and presenting in their mm-hmm. format and their setting. Yeah. Although, oh, man. I just had something you just said reminded me of something, but then I totally blanked on it, getting worked up about that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think so much of what Yurik says is really interesting and valid with the exception of the whole like, oh, they didn't try to reach me and the weird intro. It's like this actually interesting interview happens couched between this like super bizarre intro and then him being like, they didn't try to reach me. Right. What? Like, why? Like, now you're being a J. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, another great point he made was, well, first of all, I like that the Intercept asked him, what would you have asked Adnan if mm, yeah. he, which was, they were asking good questions, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And he said that he would have gone through the cell phone records and he said, and this was so powerful to me, he said, and my very last question would be, what is your explanation for why you either received or made a phone call from Lincoln Park the evening that Heyman Lee disappeared, the very park that her body was found in, Five weeks later. I think that was the stumbling block for the defense. Yeah, totally. Like, they cannot explain it. Adnan did not try to explain it, which is your whole thing, Layla, of, like, he didn't take the stand. So, you know what? Again, not insane that they convicted him. But I think it's, like, it all still goes back to the fact that, you know, whether or not it was a quote-unquote run-of-the-mill Domestic homicide or whatever. Like, when it comes down to it, and, and Sarah Koenig addressed it at the end, like, did we spend all of this time looking to something that wasn't worth looking into? And it's like, no, it just, it had all of these weird factors. Would anybody have given as much thought to whether or not Christina Gutierrez was a good lawyer had she not been disbarred the following year? No. no. Like, like mm. all of those things, like, it yeah. just, it had all of these little right. details right. Right. that made it ripe for what it became. And, it, and totally. the fact that it started with this, like, weird personal attachment of like oh I'm reaching out to you because you wrote about uh this lawyer who's disbarred and we've had this problem blah blah, blah. you know all right. of these things wouldn't be doubted if it wasn't for certain other facts surrounding yeah. it yeah and so it's mm-hmm. not you know to even look at it and be like well she you know Sarah Koenig just tried to form it in a certain way it's like no like these are bizarrely interesting happenstances of this particular case that mm-hmm. made it a really right. right for storytelling. Yeah. Um, another great point Eric made was they had two bites at the apple. That's true. The defense. Mm-hmm. There was a mistrial and, and basically, I mean, the state did change some things, mm-hmm. but he's like, they, he had expensive counsel 
And they had all the resources. They knew everything right. that we were going to say. So, sorry, he's guilty. Yeah. yeah. Unless, again, they coached <laughs> Jay. Because he said cell phone records alone wouldn't mm-hmm. suffice. Jay alone wouldn't suffice. But together, together they suffice. Right. And he said also, they had five days to discredit Jay. If the jury didn't discredit him, too bad. Mm-hmm. The jury decided that, that wasn't he wasn't discredited enough. Right. Garrick, ugh, he kicked ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember what I was going to yeah. say before. Oh. When we were talking about Don, what it actually made me think of was the fact that, like, we hadn't heard from Don, like, as Serial was airing. And, 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 like, we were all, like, really in it, right? Yeah. Everybody was like, Don, Don, Don. Like, as it got more and more, people were like, well, what's up with Don? Why didn't we hear from Don? Like, blah, blah. And even though we didn't hear his voice, the minute we heard stuff from him, stuff about Don died down. It's, like, a really good example oh, of, like, great point, how Izzy. Jay could have maybe made a difference for himself if he had actually spoken to her. Like, I get, you know, and Kevin Yurick says it, too. Like, oh, I didn't I didn't trust her to be fair on it. But it's, like, well, you didn't. It sounds like you didn't even acknowledge them trying to reach you until the last week. week yeah. So by then, yeah, they're, like, deep in it. Mm-hmm. But if they tried to contact you earlier, which, quite honestly, even if they didn't do it as many times as they said they did, I definitely believe that they did try to totally. contact you earlier. SK did not leave Nobody, Stones Nobody, come on. That's, that would be the dumbest place to, that would just be the dumbest place right. to do that. the prosecutor. Right. But it is like, I was starting Unless to see maybe, more weird Don stuff online. Yeah. And it went, whoosh, as soon as we heard as a little bit As soon as we Don. heard from, although, you know, just to play devil's advocate, maybe there is a aspect of, it doesn't... It doesn't behoove Sarah to talk to Yurik because if this interview is any indication as to his feelings about the case, then that's sort of... Well, that's presuming that you think that SK was totally defense um, biased. And that's a calendar issue as well yeah. because the thing is, if this guy won't talk to her and the detective, those are the first people you're going to try to reach. Right. The first thing she had was the case file. Rabia gave her the files. Yeah. That's like the first stuff she had. So before she can even figure out who all these friends are, those are the people you're going to first. Yeah. Are the prosecutor, the detectives. Right. So like those are presumably she would have. Presumably. Presumably. Yeah. But I mean, she's been doing this for how long? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, if, if this were a trial, the weight of evidence right. is that she would have done that. Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense other than, and then they got like a random email through the contact form on his website. You know like, what? It is weird that she didn't talk to the prosecution. I mean, all we have is They had that other person that she spoke to, but who wouldn't go on tape. tape, She she spoke to somebody in the office. She did. So it's not like there's any reason to really think she made zero effort. But she did, uh, I mean, she was brilliant with the collateral facts. Yurik won me at saying collateral facts. If I take two words from this, it's collateral facts. Right. It just makes... It just makes such a good case for Adam's yeah. guilt. And I think in general, it's just sort of a, I don't know, just a, a view on how we perceive things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be things that you notice versus things that I notice. Mm-hmm. And what is what is the important thing to focus on when retelling a story or presenting right. a case, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because I thought Serial was actually a really good case for Adnan's guilt. Like, I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. there was never, there was one episode where I was like, I will entertain that maybe 
Maybe not. But I mean, from the first episode, I was like, I think this guy's guilty. Like, I went back episode. and forth. I went back yeah. and forth, but um, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm, I'm kind of on your... Uh, I kind of see it from your perspective, Dip. I think there are moments where none of it made sense to me, and I was like, this guy is definitely involved. Adnan and Jay are in cahoots. Like, that yeah. is... To whatever their motive was, whatever, however they chose to do it, um, how involved the two of them actually were, like that will for me remain the like the theory in my mind, like the two of them worked together. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I totally just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, that's the worst. I know. Well, this was a very actually like kind of complicated interview. It was yeah, really, like yeah. It's, it's easy to get. Like, this one was complicated. Yeah, so yeah. You know, so the J one was like okay, the three parter. The three parter. But we again, also knew a lot I... about J at the app point. We didn't know anything mm-hmm. about about Yurik. Really. Yeah. Um. Uh, I like that Yurik in his. Def- okay, it's bad that he said she didn't contact me except for once, and the intro sucked. But he did uh, make a good point when they when um. They asked him about the map and Adnan's fingerprint on it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, do, were there others earmarked?" Like they were acting like um, more serial-ish, mm-hmm. and he was like, eh, "You don't want to overdo your argument. It's an unfair piece of circumstantial evidence." Oh, he said, "Is it an unfair piece of circumstantial evidence?" It's his atlas. There are hundreds of reasons why that page could have been dog-eared. Oh, yeah. Is it suggestive? I think it's suggestive. But, like, he just, he wasn't, he's like, I don't even need that. Right, exactly. Right, because I've got all this other ammo. And that was good for me because he wasn't, like, all, he, you know, just being, like, on a soapbox about how he was so guilty. I think it's also hard, too, because, like, well, Layla, you were just saying, like, you know, it depends on how you kind of take all of this in. Like, to me, Serial was always the story of, this reporter going down this rabbit hole. Right. And trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. Right, right. With no promise of whether or not they would. Yeah. So when I hear her weighing something or whatever, to me that's part of the process because that's the story sure. that oh. I'm being told at that point. Yeah, and it kind of brings me back to this is where I brain farted and I couldn't remember where I was going to. But I think for me, the flip-flopping back and forth, or at least sort of being like, kind of on the same trail with Sarah, just being like, I don't know, but this guy sounds really nice. And that's just the power of being able to hear someone's voice and then yeah. really be able to pick up on a personality that way. Mm-hmm. I think because we don't really hear from Jay, because we don't hear from Yurik, right. uh, there's just a lot of stuff that, I don't know, like, I just go, maybe goes missing. You just don't. You have nothing to counter it with. You have nothing to counter it with. I think a lot of us serial listeners, though, in the process, whether you believe guilt or innocence, um, they, I think we as listeners did kind of take Jay's not speaking to Sarah as a proof of guilt. Right. Just like the jurors. In the same way the jurors would be. We actively used it against Jay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Even though technically we're not allowed to. So what we've discovered is that every level of this is very meta. 
It's yeah. just, yeah, the interviews are attacking the show for doing the same thing that they're doing as listeners. We're doing the same thing that the jury is doing. Yeah. Everything is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. all one. It's all but, one. You know, then he, he just keeps going on. He has these like long responses, just like, again, man, you really get to ask in this interview. He talks about, just to go back to the 80 alibi witnesses, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, and then they couldn't put any on. She made a good defense strategy, like decision there. Right. And um, it was just so clear. She's like, she knew that all those people were lying. Right. And so she made the good choice. What was Adnan going to say? It was just like, it was towards the end of the interview. And it was, at this point, just more and more and more, like, piled on. And as I was finishing the interview, that really made me think, like, oh, yeah, and that. You don't even Mm -hmm. need to say more. And then you, like, added that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do think it's interesting that, I don't know, maybe in retrospect, I think you're right. Like, there is a lot of serial as a whole. You don't really talk to the people who are like, no, it was for sure this guy. Like, you end up talking more to yeah. the Deidres and the... Kathys. And the Kathys who... Are, well, no, not Kathy. Um, but you end up talking more to the Deidres and to the... Um, who was the other guy that was part of sort of trying attempting to uncover Adnan's innocence? Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know. There was there I was one remember. other fellow who a was guy? like, yeah, it was a guy, and he, he I don't think he was part of the Innocence Project. But he was part of I have no something. Idea. I'm just like now I'm just so far removed from actually right. listening to the show that I can't. Um, but yeah, I mean like everybody. Everybody that Sarah went to that was some sort of, like, expert was basically in the camp of, like, well, no, like, let's uncover more stones and figure out this mm-hmm. guy's innocence. Right. More so than dudes like Yurik who are like, no, hell no, this guy for sure did it. Like, But it's yeah. also hard because, you're again, it's that thing where this case has all these weird little interesting factors. Mm-hmm. When Kevin Yurik is putting this on trial in 99 and again the following year after the mistrial... Christina Gutierrez hasn't been this part. There's all these things that haven't happened yet that are oh, yeah. going to inform the way it's looked at later. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, everybody's just doing the best they right. can. And also I think maybe in Yurik's eyes still, I mean, the interview certainly points to that. I, You know, like if Sarah, if someone like Sarah comes up to me and is like, hey, I'm doing this show, I'm doing this podcast about this case that you did in 99, um, and I really want to talk to you about it because there's all these things. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there. I'm like, first of all, that case is 15 years old. That was totally open and shut. Yeah. I don't have time for it you right now. It was already decided. I'm not going to reopen. Right. I'm not going to reopen a thing that I'm 100% certain played out the way it was supposed to play well, also, out. Also, yeah, he won in this case. So why would he jeopardize his career? Yeah, you know, something really important happened where Asia just recanted her statement. She said that um, she did see Adnan. She recanted her recanted she recan- statement? Yeah, she, I'm confused. She, she said that I did see him, and I was told, I was scared. Oh, she was and, recanting the affidavit about the other thing? or Yeah, like all the lies that she's been telling over the years because she believed the prosecution didn't yeah. believe them. She was scared of Adnan's family. She wasn't scared of Adnan's family. I don't even like her, want... The family was pestering her and so then she just kind of did it to 
make them go away. I was just like, I don't... It was like all, all these back and forths. It's um, like, is this even helpful? Like, this just looks weird to me. I, I don't even need to spend that much airtime. It's just so completely irrelevant to me because the affidavit, if you read it, it's just like, it's it's 100% like a lawyer writ- right. written by a lawyer. So it's collateral evidence is what you're telling me. I'm not saying it's collateral evidence, but I'm saying it's 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 very explicit. When I said that I took back my statement on this date, it was because it was just like written out like a robot, you know, in mm-hmm. legal terms. And it's like, you didn't write this. Obviously, she didn't write it. I mean, yeah. who's going to know how to write an affidavit properly? Yeah. But, but and was, who's to say that, like, really? I mean, because she, they went to her... And they asked her originally, and she didn't want to say anything, right? Because she, even when Sarah goes to speak to her, she was like, well, yeah, like, I don't know. I, it seems to me. never contacted her, and then when they did try to contact her, it was, like, way after the fact. And by then, things had gotten weird. And then when she finally did try to talk to somebody, right. they were like, oh, I've been put under pressure by the family to do this. Thus, the affidavit, the whole thing is a mess. But I think, right. you know, we already did have the episode of Serial where... She talked about, like, that timeline not making sense with the day that she remembers it is, and she was probably talking to Adnan on a different day and, like, whatever. So, yeah, Asia... Yeah, I just... I mean, showed up in episode one, and it just is, you know, uh red herring. Uh Yeah, Yeah, it just doesn't matter. We'll never know. I think she might have misremembered the day. Yeah. Um, I just feel like sometimes I wonder if they're not just grabbing at straws at some point. Because I don't think this Asia thing is helpful one way or the other you know no but i mean anything related to this is going to get reported on now we'll see it pop up i mean it's oh, not like sure. any of the asia stuff i saw was really long I just, articles i don't you know? think that the it court is date. gonna say that there was ineffective assistance of counsel because of this asia affidavit which is what it's for right so yeah. um i kind of am like yeah right. like grasping at straws i feel like which at some point it's just it's like, their job um, it's their job sure so, sure okay. sure but there's just nothing to say we've already like talked about it or thought about it in our heads as serial yeah. listeners like I have, I have nothing to say about it it's like asia it's like asia the nisha cool. call and not her real name kathy on and ali. Ali. yeah they're on a short list and, of things ali. and ali yeah and ali like all those folks <laughs> just go to a party and hang out go to a party hang out not with each other <laughs> with each other yeah hanging out yeah all right, so. guys, anything else we want to hit on from these two back-to-back interviews that, well, you know, five parts, really, but five two parts. interviews, essentially, mm-hmm. that we got to dig into from The Intercept. Anything else? Uh, I don't know. I thought that the Yurik one was surprisingly good. I thought going the Yurik one was it, great. Going into it, mm-hmm. I thought I couldn't, I couldn't wait to read what a disaster it was going to be, and then I was... I, like, wanted it to be a disaster. Well, the truth and then is... And it completely wowed me. Right. I I had the feeling that it was going to be... Because, because of that huge chunk of, like, negativity that starts that mm-hmm. interview, I thought it was just going to be, like, a skewer piece. Just like, fuck you, Sarah Koenig. Yeah, You're totally. Like, the no good Nick. Does he kind of crush her a little bit? Yeah, but I think... I think he crushed her. He goes her. into, like... He goes into... Fact. I it's mean, it's a like, logical that's, crush. That's it's a logical what we want, destruction. We want to know this stuff. That's what we were asking for this yeah. whole time. Yeah. It's it's good for anyone who cannot believe that the jury convicted him, whether or not right. you think Adnan did it. Again, caveat: unless they completely coached Jay, 
then right. then it none of it holds weight for me. But we'll never ever 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 know. Well, yeah. Well, cool guys. Mystery. This has been another bonus episode, but it's not the last bonus episode. So keep listening to Serially Obsessed if you are somebody who, like us, is still clicking on every time you see a link saying that there's new information about Serial. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, these interviews so weirdly dropped right around the holidays. Like, what a weird time. Oh, they so, did that on purpose. So weird. They're like, there's no other news. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Here's how we go with it. People are sitting at home with their. <laughs> Family. They're like, oh, they're just looking at sales. They want to read interviews about this old case. Uh, But we're so stoked that you guys have been still listening to us and following our podcast, and we appreciate it so much. If you have anything you want to ask us, we do have other bonuses coming up, so please email us at Mm -hmm. seriallyobsessedpod. That's seriallyobsessedpod at gmail.com. Oh, and uh, again, we have been reading uh, your emails, and we are going to address them oh. in the next episode. Hey, so, that's what bonuses are for. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, we have Shoot responses to your emails, so we love keep your emails. emailing us. We love your emails, so keep sending us them. And also, you can hit us up on Twitter, and this one's spelled a little differently, so listen closely. It's Serial Obsessed Pod, singular, on all of those. Not adverbs, uh, not past tense. Serial uh, Obsessed Pod, so S-E-R-I-A-L-O-B-S-E-S-S-P-O-D. And that's at Twitter. So hit us up there. Otherwise, we'll be putting out some more bonuses, and we hope that you listen. Thanks so much for checking it out, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.